peace and abundance, y'all. This is the This God is Closed podcast, a platform dedicated to empowering Afro-Indigenous women with healing, glowing, and tapping into the goddess within Ashe. This is a safe space for us to see ourselves in our holistic capacity, our complexities as divine feminine. Okay, this is a safe space for us to be in our soft nature, for us to express the moments when we want to be a little tough. That balance, okay, uh, the the polarity, us tapping into our fullness as divine feminine beings. This podcast will host both interviews with other divine feminine with divine masculine when when necessary to understand and understand our counterparts. And other episodes will just include me speaking easily and freely with downloads, with tarot readings, with um, messages that are, I'm just called to share. If you want to tap in with us, be sure to. We are communing every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I love you and I look forward to talking to you. Peace. Peace. Peace, peace, and abundance, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the This Goddess Blows podcast. I'm your host, Zakia, the Aboriginal Empress. This Goddess Glows is a platform dedicated to empowering and inspiring Afro-Indigenous women to heal, glow, and tap into the goddess within. Ashe. In this episode, I will be talking about divine motherhood. I will be talking about what it's like to raise another empress, to raise a goddess. Um, yeah, uh, motherhood has challenged, inspired, and motivated me to be and continue to become the best version of myself. I get to love another life. I get to support my creation on her journey of self-discovery. And although it's challenging, it is very rewarding. Um, so by the time y'all hear this, I will officially have a teenage daughter. I love my little Gemini so much, and she's growing and evolving into a beautiful young woman. So I'm going to touch on some of my greatest moments um, or the revelations that I had along my journey as a mother Um, about the rewards, about the perks. So one, I get to heal my inner child. Two... I get an accountability partner. Three, I get to break trauma cycles. And four, I get to witness her become who she is destined to be, who she is called to be, not who I want her to be. So 1.1, me getting to heal my inner child. I get to love her in ways that my inner child desired to be loved. I'm compassionate, understanding, fun, yet firm, and all of those things, and still flawed in all of those things, and still doing my best to become a better mother every day, day by day, in every way. I get to see how intentional and ever-evolving love allows her to feel safe and secure in this world, and this is something that I craved as a young one and 
we compared uh, our attachment styles after I took a attachment style quiz and I found out that I had an anxious avoidant attachment style. And then I was like, oh, I'm curious. I wonder what her attachment style is. And hers was secure. So if y'all haven't listened, I just did an episode. I think I did, was it last week? I don't feel like going back into my notes, but I just did an episode about attachment styles, going in depth about it um, with the notes from the book, Poly Secure. So if y'all want to tap into that so y'all can get some more information about attachment styles and learn what I'm talking about when I say anxious, avoidant, disorganized, and secure, all that good stuff. So secure, a secure attachment style is what we should aim for, right? And this is just how we show up in connections. We, you know, are, if you think about the book I talked about with Oprah Winfrey, and I can't think of the name of the doctor who's in there with her or who's like, who wrote the book with her, co-wrote the book with her. Um, The idea of what happens to you shapes your worldview. So early on, if we have traumatic experiences, that then shapes our idea of what the world is like, right? So that also shapes your attachment style. Like you start thinking that relationships should be like this. Or if you have a secure attachment style, you pretty much go through the world thinking that people are mostly good. Some people are bad. That, you know, um, it's safe to connect with people. You feel like it's safe to be who you are. You feel like you will be comforted if you need to be comforted. But at the same time, you also feel secure enough within yourself to be able to do things on your own. So that is what we should strive for is what the concept is. I learned that I had a fearful, avoidant and disorganized attachment style that I had been socialized to have this type of attachment style. That isn't my identity. That isn't who I am. But it is how I was socialized. It was how I was brought up. And because of that, because of those experiences, certain experiences, I then saw the world. My perspective of the world is that I can't trust people that um yeah, pretty much is lack of trust. If you look at like the ideas, like not wanting to really get close to people or uh, when you do get close, holding on to them really tight because you're afraid that they're going to leave. So that's where the fearful aspect about it and the avoidant aspect is like you're afraid of <laughs> attachment. You're afraid of connection. So you don't really connect. So there's a big difference. If y'all just listen to those two scenarios, my daughter is growing up with an idea of the world as mostly safe, right? She's growing up with the idea that it's okay to connect with people. She's growing up with the idea that, and she's getting experiences and seeing that some people just don't have good intentions or some people are not going to love you in the way that you deserve and desire to be loved. But you don't have to connect with those people. You don't have to, like, you have the um, freedom to decide who you want to be connected to. You need to practice um, healthy hygiene she said the other day mom I'm actually she called me and was like mom I'm not actually going to do that something we were talking about earlier she said I'm not going to do that because that's not honoring myself I said talk talk to me come on girl I said okay whatever you whatever you want to do if you don't feel like you honoring yourself by doing that we're not going to do that okay like I'm giving her a, I'm creating a safe environment for her to thrive for her to trust her own intuition for her to trust herself for her to be able to make her own decisions, but still trust me. She can come to me. She can come to, like, we go down a list every now and again, like, 
okay, if I'm not, if I'm not available or you don't feel comfortable talking to me, who can you talk to? She'll say my sister, my, my aunt, my mom. She, she'll say, she'll go down a list. So I'm creating, I'm cultivating an environment where she feels safe and secure, which is contrary, which is the opposite of what I felt growing up. So I get to heal my inner child and I get to see that I, even though I may not have had those experiences, I can still love in a secure way, right? I can still love in a way like, of course, this is my child. I'm not afraid that she's going to hurt me or leave me or anything like that. But not only am I learning that secure and safe love is my set point. That's what I started with when I got here. There are just certain experiences that led to me feeling less secure and less safe, right? So I get to heal my inner child and like show her that, yeah, this was possible for you, right? And you deserve this, right? And you're capable of giving this to the world and you're also worthy of receiving this. So not only am I getting to give the gift of safe and secure love but I'm giving myself the gift I'm giving my inner child the gift of safe and secure love because I'm getting she's allowing it I'm allowing her to see it on display pretty much so yeah I get to heal my inner child by being a mother and it's beautiful and this kind of leads to not kind of but it leads us to my next reward which is that I get to break trauma cycles so I read, I talked about this a few seconds ago, the Oprah Winfrey's book, What Happened to You. The doctor's name is Dr. Bruce D. Perry, right? And the book talked about adverse childhood childhood trauma. It talked about um, how what happened to you shapes your worldview. Uh, they used research, personal experiences to conclude that what happens to you shapes your worldview, Oprah talked about some like experiences that she had with her mother. Um, if we stay on the topic of like not feeling safe, not feeling secure, the instances where she didn't feel safe and secure, like where her mother had her sleep out on the porch because who she was living with said that she was ugly or something like that. Like if you can't trust your attachment figure, if y'all go back to the other episode, y'all know what I'm talking about when I say attachment figure. But um, just to reiterate, it's a just whoever raised you pretty much. You can't trust your attachments figure to keep you safe. You then associate any like that relationship then carries you carry that relationship out again and again in your life until you realize and recognize that it's not serving you. And then you do something to uh, reprogram yourself. And when I say reprogram, that is your natural set point is security. Your natural set point is safety. God puts you on this earth and tells you that you have dominion over this earth, that you're good, you're safe, you're protected, you're this, you're that. And then you have experiences that show you otherwise. And then you start to fear trusting this environment, right? Trusting people within your environment. So I believe and live in the truth that we are improvements on our ancestors' design. And I love that I have been given the opportunity to improve upon the parenting examples laid out before me. So again, I said some things need to be uprooted, but some things need to be upheld. Some things are just, yeah, that got to stick. Can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but yeah, that got to stick. It's some some things that you just got to like keep as like prayer, you know, make sure you your gratitude. Like my mom always taught us to pray for our food over our food. My mom always taught us to 
um, be grateful. Like she was, if, if we, if she handed us something that's basic, but it's really not basic. When you think about so many people think about you holding the door for somebody and they don't say thank you, that pisses you the fuck off. Like you motherfucker, I ain't had to do that shit. And yeah, I ain't do it for you. Thank you. But at the same time, show some motherfucking gratitude, bitch. But then you like, and I've seen that play out in relationships. So I'm most grateful for that. I'm going to go on a little tangent for a little bit because I want to give my mom her praise. This is not saying like anybody who parented me is horrible. It's just like there are so many things that are positive and there are other things that are negative. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm in relationships and people are like, yo, you're just so grateful, man. Like, and I be feeling like I don't be doing enough, but you be grateful for every little thing. And I'm like, that's how I, that's how I was raised. Like I was taught to be grateful, like for everything I have, like no matter how big or how small, like. But that kind of stuff, that gratitude, y'all, if you understand the laws of the universe and how you're the creator of your own reality and you understand the law of attraction, that brings more beautiful things to you. So I'd be in certain connections and people would just be like, yo, like, man, I just want to give you the world. Like, I just want to, oh my God, like, you're just so grateful, man. Like, and I'll be like, oh, did I say thank you? I'm sorry. Did I say, yeah, you said thank you twice already. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, uh, oh yeah, I just want to make sure, you know, you know that I appreciate you, like. Or just having like gratitude parties, like happy to have you parties for people. Like that's the energy that I was raised in. So that's something that I upheld. I, I uphold. There are other things, like I said, that need to be uprooted. But that gratitude is just something that is instilled. Like that ain't going nowhere. So back on the topic of like breaking trauma, traumatic cycles, my daughter does not have half as many adverse child tra- traumas as I've had. She gets to move throughout her life with less traumatic baggage. So she's going to be probably my age with less traumatic baggage. She can have traumatic baggage from other attachment figures, right? She can have attachment, uh, I mean, um, traumatic experiences from her father. She can have traumatic experiences from somebody else in the family. So it's not saying that she, I just shielded her from anything that could ever happen. But at least I'm doing my part. I'm doing my best. To make sure that she feels safe and secure in our connection, right? The reality is that she's going to eventually go out and live her own life. And I can't protect her from every single thing. But I can do the best to be the best while she's with me and in my care around the clock. <laughs> so I'm breaking traumatic cycles. She doesn't have as half as many average tra- childhood traumas as I've had. I've been intentional about keeping her... Um, keeping family parenting traditions that work um, and that are healthy, like I said, about like being grateful and things like that and leaving out the trauma-based practices that don't work. Like a lot of our parents thought that child abuse was cool. Like that was the way to discipline your child. And I'm, I'm, my daughter is perfect in my eyes. Like she's perfect in my eyes. She's perfectly imperfect. She's perfect she's perfect she's perfect just the way she is I have no concerns and I don't hit her like that's just something that I decided not to carry out that is just something that just doesn't make sense to me and I see examples of people who do still you know like whoop their kids ass and they kids still wild right sometimes every now and, well, every now and again I gotta check her for you know her tone or whatever like I don't like how you said that that's not cool like it has some respect and she's like I'm sorry mom whatever whatever or noticing when she agitated and she she putting a little more twist in her hip because she feels some kind of way about something like okay 
we gonna address that. But I don't have a disrespectful child. I have a pretty respectful child, and I, I probably she probably got a, a a whooping maybe three times in her entire life, and she about to be thirteen, y'all. So certain things I just didn't carry over because I realized that they didn't work. They did not work. We talk more than anything, and I think it annoys her even more to have a conversation. <laughs> Like, girl, like, just lock me in my room. Fuck, you always want to talk about me. Yeah, because I need you to understand why the fuck I'm telling you not to do something. Like, I'm not just saying it just for the sake of saying it. I, it's, if anything, I'm always coming from a place of love, and I'm always trying to keep you safe and always trying to get you to understand the world that we live in. So certain things I keep, certain things I get rid of, but the fact is I'm breaking traumatic cycles. Um, um, I also am sure to express to my daughter that I am human and I'm forever evolving um and this supports a more compassionate lens that she may choose to see me through right I don't put myself on a pedestal which I've seen played out in many attachment figures growing up which is a cycle that I'm breaking as I'm right you're wrong and it's what I said because I said so. That kind of energy is just like, no, I might be seeing this in a way that doesn't align with the way that you see things, right? I might not, I don't like, I might be wrong. I apologize when I'm wrong or, you know, those kind of things. Like, it's not just, you know, this hierarchy or this power dynamic that, you know, you just got to listen to what the fuck I said because what I said is right. Sometimes I'm wrong, right? So instead of putting myself on a pedestal, on this perfect pedestal, I want her to see me as human, right? I want her to see that I'm like overcoming things as well. I am, I may not communicate the best sometimes. Like we had a recent experience the other day where I kind of got frustrated because I just wanted some more direction. Like she's still figuring herself out and I wanted some more direction with something that I wanted to support her with. And I got really frustrated because it's like, I'm trying to help you and you don't know you. And that kind of frustrated me because it's like, I'm trying to get her to understand that you spend the most time with you. Nobody else does. You should have the best possible relationship with you, right? You should be going through your life having beautiful experiences or unpleasant experiences so you can know what you like and what you don't like. That's the beauty of life. And I'm just here to support you. It's not up to me to know everything about you and do everything for you. I need to know what you like so I can know how to support you. And that's as far as that goes. But if you don't know what you like, I can't help you. If you don't know what you don't like, I can't help you. So, I, But I, the way I communicated that was like, it was, it just wasn't, it wasn't in a, in a healthy way. Cause my, my frustration was really high, but I apologize. You know, I basically expressing to her, like I'm human and that wasn't cool, um, I'm not justifying anything. I did. My delivery was trash. At the at the heart of it was love. At the heart of it was me wanting to support you. At the heart of it was me wanting to make sure you had everything you need. But my communication was trash. So, yeah, this keeps me accountable, which is why one of my parenting prizes is also that I get to have an accountability partner. Talked about that as point. I think that's point three. <laughs> So my daughter's existence, her presence is enough for me to be even more intentional about how I live my life. So I get an accountability partner. Her just being here is like, damn, am I representing our family correctly? Like, am I, if I, if my daughter saw this, how would she feel? 
am I sending the right message? Because I want to be a good role model for my child. Uh, she doesn't have to say or do anything like her mere presence is enough. Like knowing that she's observing and absorbing her environment makes me do better and be better. So down to like me being intentional about the partners that I choose, like, it's just like, how, how do I want her to see me be loved? You know, like, how do I want to see her? Like, how, how do I want to influence her? idea of what work is how do I want her to influence her idea of what home is like home is a safe haven home is a safe place this girl spend most of her time at home and I'm like you gotta get the fuck out the house like goddamn, I created a safe space for us but get your ass out into the world and do something <laughs> experience the world but again I know I'm I gotta lead by example so I get an accountability partner um I teach her and demonstrate integrity uh I make sure she sees me moving in truth and honoring myself and she's taking heed to this and she has acted integrity in integrity in many examples and many experiences one um relative Uh, specifically, this 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 one experience I had a brain fart for a second, y'all. Sorry. Um, one particular example involves a relative and money, right? So I teach her about karma and integrity, and I move in integrity, and I move as if I understand the laws of karma and integrity. Um, and it it shows that she is observing and absorbing, right? So in this particular example, she showed her understanding of both karma and integrity, right? A relative had dropped money and she didn't know that she dropped the money. My daughter returned the money and moments later in an unrelated incident, someone else gave her even more money. So she got to practice integrity. She now, so when she came and talked to me about it, I was like, you know, do you know you realize that you just put out so much karmic energy that's going to come back to you? You know that 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 whole experience wasn't about the money that you picked up. You could have easily gotten an extra whatever the amount of money that she dropped was. You could have easily gotten it and then went carried on about your life using that money, even though it wasn't an integrity. But karmically, something would have came back to you to, to balance the balance the universe out. Right. But she chose the high road. She chose to move in integrity, right? She was so proud of herself, like so proud of herself. And she talked about how, you know, she was grateful for, you know, me teaching her about integrity um, because it led to more abundance. It led to more abundance because she went, she just, oh, this person doesn't know. Like, oh, let me give it to her. She gave it to her. What she got from that relative is now this relative trusts her. And they even said, like, damn, if that was such and such, they would have kept it. Like, but I appreciate that she was honest enough to give it to me. So now you just you just went up on the ranks of her her trust. <laughs> so that's something that money can't buy. Like, so I'll be trying to teach her about spiritual principles and spiritual practices. And I live in integrity. I move in integrity. If I'm doing something wrong, I'm like, damn, Jada, that was out of integrity. Like that definitely I wasn't moving in integrity. I'm like, oh, that's going to come back to me. I got to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm moving righteously moving forward. But yeah. So she was also grateful for like the energetic rewards of how knowing that she had earned more trust from this relative who had dropped the money. And 
yeah, that's just an example of how I get an accountability partner to, 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 to just showed up on a timer, balance of polarity, um, reciprocity. Ooh. So yeah, I'm just calling out the definitions of <laughs> the number two or the, the numerological significance, if that's the correct term. But yeah, so I get to get an accountability partner, right? Her just existing. So if she's watching, if I know she's watching, I'm like, God damn. But integrity is doing is doing the right thing whether nobody is watching. So I mean, it's just, I guess it's just the essence. I guess it's just the atmosphere. I guess it's just, you know, how we lead, lead our lives. It's just the, the frequency surrounding us. It's our energetic field of integrity. Um, so, yeah, raising another goddess allows me to hold myself even more accountable because I know she's watching. And this is just my journey, period. So whether she's, like I said, whether she's watching or not, I'm going to be moving into integrity to the best of my ability because I know God loves it. And I know that the universe will gift me with beautiful things the more I share its love. Um, so lastly, and mostly important, <laughs> I get to witness and support her in becoming who she is called to be. So as parents, we're here to nurture our children, nurture their interests, their talents, their desires. They're not here to be our many means. So I accept and respect that my daughter is one of one. And I do what I can to support her in cultivating her gifts. One example. Recently, like I said, she's like more of a homebody and I'm like more of outdoorsy. And, you know, I try to get her out the house and stuff like that. But I sat her down and I was just like, I got to stop trying to get you to be more like me and I need to find ways to nurture who you are and I needed to release the worry that I had like oh you're in the house all the time like I thought you know like are you okay like you need to socialize like so part of it was like balance like want her to have more balance and want her to be you know more harmony like Come be in the house and make sure you get out every now and again. Make sure you have certain experiences. Tell me what you like so you can go and do those things that you like. Um, but I realized, like me, oh, like you want to come out, you want to come out, you want to come out. I'm like she might not feel like. Uh, now I say, is your social battery low? <laughs> Are you okay, mom? Do you need anything? Is there something I can support you with today? Asking her what she needs instead of trying to like impose and like project. So yeah. I do my best not to project. I do my best to lead with love and praise and compassion and support her uniqueness. And this has led to her feeling increasingly comfortable with asking to um, delve into areas she's interested in, like hair, makeup, nails, blogging. I get to witness and support her in becoming who she's called to be and not who I want her to be. Okay. Um, another example is her interest in church. So I'm actually recording this episode on a Sunday. Y'all will hear this episode on a Sunday. My baby went to church with her grandfather, with Pop-Pop. She is at church with Pop-Pop. <laughs> um, so her, so 
this is an example of me supporting her personal evolution instead of trying to project my views, my opinions, and my ideas. I talk to her a lot about, you know, me being more spiritual instead of religious, but I do my best not to, like, impose or try to, like, you know, put the wrong type of ideas in her mind. I want her to have her own journey. So um, I encourage her to develop a personal relationship with God. And if she decides that, you know, church is a means of her pursuing that connection, I mean, who am I to tell her to go otherwise, right? I personally don't align fully with Christianity or any organized religion for that matter, but I do create space for her to explore her spiritual connection with source and the way she is called to. So she will go to church. She will participate in different youth groups. She's making friends. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's how she's going to find her tribe. That's how she's going to connect with me. But at the same time, I long before we've gotten to this point, I've given her access to different materials so that she can see that we live in an expansive universe. And she can see that there are universal truths and then there are truths that people decide to confine themselves to. Like, And just because one religion says one thing doesn't mean that that religion is right. <laughs> so I've experienced exposed her she's been exposed to different religions throughout her journey um she has relatives who are of the islamic faith she has relatives who are christian and she gets to see like okay like i that kind of makes sense like i believe that god would have us do this and move this way and that way but this one i don't really agree with so she's finding her way and we talk she comes home and she's like mom um She's like, it was a word today, and it was about such and such. And I'm like, okay, that's that's good. Like, okay, I can see how, you know, that makes sense and that aligns or whatever. Like, I do my best to not, like, project. Um, and that's definitely an area I had to work on because initially I was like, she want to go to church. Okay, cool. But she is aware of the historical aspects of the bible right we talked about the other day about how many of the books that were originally intended to be in the bible aren't in the ones that the church presents to her she's like oh wow so there are more yes so i want you to do your best to make sure that you learn about all those other books and not just be uh what's the word I just want her to have like a more, I want her to have access to more information and to not just be confined to what somebody else told her is the truth. Even though there are many variations of the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to close out, y'all. I'm starting to feel a little burnt out. Um, this episode was brought to you by the Aboriginal Empress, <laughs> Zakia. I will tap in with y'all on the next episode. I love y'all. Peace. So you're tuned in, tapped in, turned on to the This God is Close podcast, and you're wondering how you can support. All you have to do is like, subscribe, 
leave a rating, leave a review, tell us any um, topics you would like to discuss. That's how you can support energetically. If you would like to support more monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash this goddess glows and you will receive access to readings tarot readings for the collective for divine masculine for divine feminine and a bunch of other things we're going to be um, adding in some workshops and things of that nature soon if you would like to support our merchandise you can go to thisgoddessclothes.com you can get some affirmation t-shirts some healing and health guides um yeah some digital cookbooks it's a holistic approach over there as well you can also simply go to zakia chase go to my instagram um and you can follow me support energetically tell a friend to pull up we don't we don't ask for much i don't really ask for anything all the support all the love all the attention that we receive on this podcast is all that which wants to be in support you know so yeah if you love to support those are the ways you can support and i love you and i look forward to talking to you soon peace thank you for tuning in to another episode of the this goddess clothes podcast i'm so grateful for your support i'm so grateful for your listening ear i'm so grateful that my messages and my my um my guest messages were able to vibrate in your soul and provide you with that love that energetic love that you absolutely need this is reiki through the motherfucking airways we healing people with this i'm healing people with my voice y'all this is beautiful so again tune in with us every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time and get some love allow someone to pour into you with with the authenticity real raw and uncut we ain't holding no motherfucking punches okay if you wanted a podcast where motherfuckers is prim and proper and they just talking about like basic shit they ain't getting underneath the surface go somewhere else but if you like this real raw uncut authentic getting loved up on for being exactly who you are holistically then stay here and see us again on the next episode i love you and i'll talk to you soon